It has famously been said that preachers should preach with the Bible in one hand and the newspaper in the other. Here again the words of Second Peter. Therefore, beloved, while you are waiting for these things, strive to be found by him at peace, without spot or blemish. These words and the Advent call to repentance are particularly important after another astonishing week of men behaving badly. And there have been a lot of those weeks lately. The awareness that is being raised about sexual misconduct and the abuses of power by men against women are hopefully leading to repentance, to a turning around of a male culture that allows and supports such behavior. The gospel, the good news of Christ, is supposed to afflict the comfortable and comfort the afflicted. May John the Baptist call to repentance, afflict those who are comfortable with mistreating women or complicit in tolerating it. And may the victims find comfort and healing in God's love. While businesses appear to be responding to misconduct appropriately, we are seeing something entirely different when it comes to Congress and our political leaders. I'm noticing two behaviors that are sinful and harmful in our lives. Many of us have these behaviors ourselves, but they get amplified on a national, political level and are destructive to our society. The first is having a double standard. We could also call it partisan ethics. This is where we have one standard of behavior for people who oppose or threaten us, and a different standard for the same behavior when it is to our advantage or done by people close to us. Partisan ethics nailed Jesus to the cross. We are seeing partisan ethics, especially in the case of Roy Moore. Now, we have all grown numb to our politicians on all sides being hypocrites. But seeing congressional leaders withdraw and then return support to Roy Moore, credibly accused of molesting a teen girl because of how it will impact a balance of power all while rightfully calling on Senator Franken to resign is deeply troubling. Saying, let the voters decide, is to cast morality in the eye of the beholder. It is not accountable leadership. Now I want to be clear. I am using Roy Moore and this case with Congress as an example not as a critique of Republican leaders per se.
Lord knows that Democrat and independent politicians do the exact same thing. No party in our country has a monopoly on double standards. I'm also talking specifically about Roy Moore's behavior, not his political views, nor about the legitimate issues around due process. This duplicity goes for the church as well, of course. The number of pastors who have defended Roy Moore's behavior and the arguments they have used are shocking. Everything from comparing him to Joseph with a teenage Mary. We do not know how old Mary is. The Bible does not tell us. To saying that he is being attacked because he is a Christian. I believe that Jesus' response to these lines of argument was, get behind me, Satan. Every one of these pastors would or should lose their job if they were accused of the same behavior of which Roy Moore is accused. It prompted one evangelical theologian to ask, is Roy Moore the hill upon which evangelicalism will die? He followed that up by saying, hell no, we won't go. Lest we think Roy Moore is just an Alabama issue, when the story first broke and was being covered on the news, I overheard two older men in the locker room at the Bay Club while listening to the news justify his behavior by saying that we are biological creatures and he can't help his attractions. Now biology might have something to do with attraction, but we are entirely responsible for our own actions, especially those that are wrong. The men then went on to the tired and shameful argument about what were the women, girls actually, wearing. We are created in the image of God and called to see that image in others. In baptism, we pledge to respect the dignity of every human being. I repent of not saying anything to those two men. It was a failure born of cowardice. Men must hold other men accountable for their views of women. Locker room talk has consequences. Afflict the comfortable and comfort the afflicted. And while I decry the partisan ethics of our leaders, I must examine my own life too. Where do I do the same thing? What are my double standards, politically, socially, for myself? 
Which leads me to the second behavior I see in our national life, media, and society. We seem focused entirely on pointing out the spots and blemishes of others and condemning them without examining our own lives. The people went out to John in the wilderness to repent of their sins and be cleansed. We have lost our impulse for repentance. Belittling others has become our national sport. Jesus called hypocrites those who point out the speck in their neighbor's eye, but fail to see the plank in their own. I see this in myself. My own social media postings are full of righteous indignation, but not a lot of introspection or confession. In order for us to repent, we need to understand sin. I've said this before, but it bears repeating. To sin is to miss the mark. To not be aligned with God's will. To repent literally means to change your mind. It is to turn around and to try again. Repenting is about being accountable to God. Rather than thinking that it means I'm a horrible person, I've found it quite liberating to say that I am a sinner. It is a letting go of the impossible to achieve expectations we place on ourselves and each other and to align ourselves with God's call to love. As we hear in 2 Peter, God is far more patient with us than we are with ourselves because God's desire is for us to repent and to return to God. We, as Christians, must proclaim the hope that our national life will change when we change. That the deplorable misconduct towards women will change when men change. We must acknowledge that what we don't do, what we fail to do, can be as much a sin as that which we do do. In this Advent season of repentance, let each of us strive to be found by God without spot or blemish. Let us make straight the crooked, cruel, and dehumanizing paths of our partisan ethics. Let us lay low our assaults from self-made mountaintops. May each one of us become a voice crying in the wilderness until the whole world is transformed by the coming of the Lord.